Hello, WeanCast listeners. We're going to take you to the episode in just a second. But first, we wanted to take a minute to tell you about our awesome Patreon page. If you dig our podcast, then you should check us out at patreon.com. There, you'll find tons of exclusive material not found on our regular podcast. Yes, exclusive episodes, bonus tracks, and other especially brown shit. We've got rare tracks straight from legendary taper Fred Moore's own private vault, including a truly bodacious Sorry Charlie, as well as part two of our epic interview with Claude Coleman, drummer of Ween, of course, where he shares such shit as how he came to join the band. Hint, couch surfing at the pod was involved. And a conversation about, and among other things, the pandemic with Tomato 11, band leader of Sound of Urchin and Ween Friend. We're just scratching the surface here. We've also got a vinyl series where we discuss highlights of Shane's swank vinyl ween collection, exclusive episodes covering ween side gigs like the gigantically brown Jimmy Wilson group, as well as articles and pics from our heart to yours. All told, we've got 10 plus hours and growing of materials just for our patrons. We dig doing this podcast and we're glad you're listening, but it just isn't big enough for all the crap we're dishing out. So we needed somewhere else to put all this extra stuff we've got. So check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. See ya! And now, back to the episode. Weencast. A ween podcast with Shane and Rory. This is Weencast Podcast, and this is Rory. Welcome back, listeners. This is part two of our podcast for the April 20th, 2000 show at Rutgers University Skelly Field. classic you know again it's like man we got it all tonight (laughs) they sure do you know and speaking of that uh mr richard smoker uh golden country greats you know is is the next one um becomes kind of a becomes kind of a standard but everyone loves mr richard smoker yeah and then of course you know and then puerto rican power which is kind of uh you know not that common of a song but that it's sort of I, I I seem to remember that being like a like a time when it, it was kind of played. Is that is that was my memory serving me correctly that like you don't really hear them play that too much anymore or later on. But I think they used to play it back then. Or I yeah, just... I mean that was sort of like that was that was a big era for Puerto Rican power. I would say that sounds about right. I think that was <laughs> that's definitely a tune that sort of like lost its way there for a little while. But um, but yeah, at the time it was. I don't want to say common, but we had definitely heard that a few times before. But yeah, always great. Always a good rocking tune and a yeah. fun one. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a cool quote after Mr. Richard Smoker where someone must have he- yelled for Polo Asada. 
and Diener must have heard it because he, you hear him say, Polo Asada, yeah, like we're just going to start playing that tonight. Come on, Puerto Rican power! We need it! Polo Asada, we're just going to start playing it tonight. I love it when well, he fucks with know. people like that, you know. <laughs> and then uh, you got Waving My Dick in the Wind, um, another Mollusk tune, and then phew, fucking Fat Lenny. You know, it's there again, you know, it's old school, you know, yeah. brownness. Yeah, man. The fucking sweet fucking tune with a, a badass intro. Should we play a little clip of that? Sure. Something called... Fat Lenny here at Rutgers Stadium tonight. Please. Yes. Time to get greasy there now. He says at the beginning, um, Giner's like, time to get greasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to get greasy. <laughs> and they certainly do. And then there's a, uh, I like how uh, after Fat Lenny, you hear uh, Giner kind of gives a shout out to Kirk, who's the sound guy. He's just like, Kirk, how you doing back there, man? <laughs> Kirk, how you doing back there, man? All right. Like, exactly, because it was like it was like a breezy, windy, cold, chilly evening. Yeah, right. He's probably freezing his fucking nuts off like you are on stage, man. You know, yeah, dude. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe there was a sound snafu or something that you know he's trying to give him a heads up. You know, like that's his signal for, hey, you know, I can't hear you or so. I can't, I can't hear anything. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, after Fat Lenny, back to another you know new song for the time, which is Pandy Fackler. A chance for Glenn to shine. You know, and this becomes a staple of of sort of the Glenn canon that you see at the shows. But this is back when he was like still laying it out. And so Glenn has a huge uh, baller solo in this. that really just like, you know, sets the night on fire, you know, like like Glenn style. Yeah, man. So here's a little bit of that.
it's great. It's always, you know, and then, you know, anytime you hear that song, I don't, when I hear it, I'm all, I am always anticipating waiting. Oh, Glenn's going to get to lay down a jam, you know, like, yeah. Like what's so Glenn going to do on Pandy Fackler tonight? You know? Yeah, totally. Again, another one that ends up becoming like a staple, you know, in the years to come. And I think that's, you know, uh, you know, and t- speaking of this show as a seminal moment for us in our, you know, sort of fandom, uh, like a high watermark kind of show. It really is a show that sort of established like songs as part of the routine. And this is what we do when we're doing it live. You know, like this show really sort of summed up a lot and like put it all together. Okay. So after Pandy Fackler, we got another like standout of this show. You know, not only is every fucking tune on this rockin' and they're, you know, they're on top of their game and everything like this. We get another song that really was not, you know, I know we had never heard it before. I don't think it was really ever, like, fleshed out live until this night or maybe, like, once or twice before this. Again, I haven't haven't checked ground base, but... No, dude, you're right on. This is, I think, the fourth time it was ever played live. Yeah, so, like, this is, you know, that's, like, into the realm of they're still fleshing the shit out you know what i mean as to like making it a a a full-on live song with the whole band it's fucking spring theme and it's another one of those tunes for this show that's like oh 420 2000 you know you got voodoo lady with kiss and then you know spring theme it's another one that like jumps out as like oh shit they don't they don't say anything it's not introduced but even like the fucking intro, like they just start into the intro and it's just fucking like, oh shit, what is that? Oh, you know what I mean? You know, and no, and I remember like being at the show and it taking them being like, oh shit, what is this? What is this? And the buddies from State College, I think, being with, and it's like, oh, what's the song? And it's like, you'll see, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, and this was only the, so it was only like the fourth time ever played live and only 64 times total. So definitely not a common song at all. This is like the brown part of the show. Yeah. Spring theme, because then Sorry Charlie comes and then Laura are all tunes that are very uncommon. Sorry Charlie 79 times, Laura 32 times. And all of them played only a handful of times before this show. You know, really going and digging deep. You know, and so I definitely look at at Spring theme as one of the songs on this uh, show that it's like, you know, if you one of those moments, one of those like, those high point moments of this show is definitely spring theme. Absolutely. Um, so should we play but, a little clip of that? Yeah, let me play a little bit of this. side note i swear dave looks like beetlejuice <laughs> during that song did he like change outfits or am i just like it was that like something i imagined i'll have to go back and watch the video of it but uh i'll i'll believe you you know what i mean like i i, I know this is 
uh, just from my memory of it, but without even like going back and 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 playing any of the the video, I remember that this is before Dave had sort of gone with like the short hair. Like he he still had like the long hair, and was sort of like uh, I, I, the 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 closest thing I can think of is the um that weird like assistant guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show that has just like the long like uh like scraggly hair that just runs around and and chases after Tim Curry. The whole time. That's basically, that was like Dave at that time. Uh, you know, no offense to Dave. You know, I'm not trying to say anything, you know, negative or anything like that. But, Just you know, saying it like it is. Yeah, yeah, right. And, you know, we've, we've, you know, as we get older, we get to that point where it's like, all right, maybe the long hair isn't really working anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we, you know, it's, <laughs> it happened to most of us at some point or another in our lives. You know what I mean? I'm past that point. You know, <laughs> it's, you know. And I think Dave might have been getting to that, it, you know, like, okay, dude, it's time to maybe just, you know, give up on the whole, like, okay, I'm a rocker. I've got, you know, hair down to my shoulders kind of thing, you know, but I love you, Dave. I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> but yes, I can believe that he would look like Beetlejuice. Yes. And maybe, maybe some of it was the lighting. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, sorry, Charlie is awesome. And it opens up. Sorry, Charlie was like, Sitting in the morning sun. We know this. Sitting in the morning sun. Didn't work out the way you had planned it. Yeah. Um, so, that, uh, that, like, classic rock tune. So it's, like, a totally, you know, like, unique moment to tease to tease the cover and then do something as, as uh, sort of off the grid as Sorry Charlie, which is also one of my favorite Ween songs. I mean, and remember going back to, like, you know, one of the first albums I ever listened to. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and and, and oh, sorry, Charlie being like one of those early songs. It was like, oh, this song's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example of sort of like the, um, like the teenage, you know, college age, uh, you know, angst and like depression. Um, you know, uh, you should be out partying with your friends, but instead you're at home and uh, you know you're depressed. And I remember playing that track a lot. You know, just like being you know, being at home and, and, you know, how come I'm not out, you know, partying with everybody else, you know, like that. Kind I'm, of... I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't, I didn't know you were so, uh, such a, a sad youngster. <laughs> I wish, well, I, I, wish know, I was there for you more. No, 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 no. No, it's just kind of one of those things that reminds me of, of, you know, that's kind of how, you know, that I, I related to that song in like my, my like solo moments of just like listening to the, the pod you know, by myself and kind of like, yeah, I can, I can hear where he's coming from with that tune. You know, that's kind of how I, uh, what I got out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's another cool little snippet that happens in between those two songs, in between Spring Theme and Sorry Charlie. You might not be able to hear it on the YouTube audio and the YouTube um, video, but on the MP3s that I have, I have this show on my on my iPod from, you know, an old bootleg. And I swear to you, and 
Rory, you can make this claim if you want to, but you can you can hear somebody yell clear as day, money for nothing and your chicks for free. was totally me dude <laughs> did you not know that until i told you that like when we were um preparing for this podcast if you're gonna lay claim to that one hey man you know i it, no it's totally me i guess i happen to be <laughs> sitting close to one of the people recording the show or standing I, close i love but it i have a um i'm infamous and i'm saying this tongue-in-cheek because I don't think anyone knows about this except for me and you, <laughs> but I'm infamous for yelling out sort of for them to play just like random and often ridiculous, like classic rock songs. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and, and so I just figure, you know, like, Oh, everyone else is yelling for like big Jim and, and you know, when it stars amigo I, and I will give and whatever. You- and it's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to yell out money for nothing, you know? I will give you on one of the Aaron solo shows from, I don't know what year it was, 2011 or so. I'll have to go back and find it. I know Aaron comes out. This is at like World Cafe Live in, in Philadelphia. Aaron comes out and you just hear you. I know it's you because I remember like standing right next to you when you did it. Just yell, Hell's Bells! And it just... <laughs> Again, it's just clear as day, and it actually is, like, right before he's about to, like, say anything. So everyone is, like, <laughs> quiet, and, you know, you're just like, hell's bells, and, and people actually <laughs> laugh. People are actually, like, laughing at you because they can hear you, like, clear as, you know, like, everyone, like, shuts up waiting for him to, like, start, you know? And then you hear you yell. So I know that that's you, so I'll give you credit for that one. But if you want to well, claim I- money for nothing, you know, I'll give it to you. You know, so that's my infamy is, you know, sort of yelling, you know, and again, <laughs> hell's bells. It's the same kind of deal. And why not? Why not? Uh, that would be that would be pretty memorable. But then after after those two spring theme and sorry, Charlie, this is one that like I, you know, even even as many times as like I had heard the pod, I think I still that night was kind of like, what the fuck is this? And it was and it was Laura cool tune you know there you're you're sort of getting into like you know i'm not gonna say it's like one of my favorite songs or anything like that but certainly rare and i mean definitely had never heard that before live laura 32 times total that was the sixth time ever you know none of these were the first time they ever played anything that really goes back to that really goes back to what i was saying about you know this is a college and they know it's a college crowd and can can push the envelope you know something like that you know is like a fucking you know a weird tune from the pot you know like but it's cool i mean but it's definitely fucking weird no and and it's awesome because um uh gener does some jamming on the guitar which it doesn't you know he does the rhythm guitar for a few songs here and there but he doesn't usually do like any jamming. Right. And um or or very little, you know, I'm not trying to undersell sell him, but that's Diener's territory. So there's a nice little uh 
clip here of, of Jeter. he's swaying around and i think i already said it but he's swaying around like he's with these sunglasses on at night like he's like a blind guy up there <laughs> like like that he can't find his way but he's jamming out you know he's just you know laying out laying out the um the licks another you know another case of uh you know we got it all tonight you know because it's not yeah. every every show that that gene like has his own like solo or yeah, his own jam in a song that's very true that's very true Another weird little thing that you can hear from the crowd, again, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it on the YouTube video or not, and I'll try and isolate the video or the audio, is I swear there's some dude yelling Nintendo. Maybe um, so, maybe the MP3s that I have were like before they were like all, you know, cleaned up or something. Because I know the YouTube video that we've been kind of going back to to watch this show and, and listen to it again is like a real nicely done version of the show and maybe they like sort of cleaned up some of like the crowd noise and stuff but on the mp3s i have you can hear pretty clear there's a dude who's just like nintendo sucks ween rules It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? You know, like, oh. just a weird... I swear he's going, Nintendo! Nintendo! It's like, what? Why are you yelling Nintendo? You know? Just a fucking weird little thing. I don't know. I mean, that's a relevant... You know, I don't know if I agree, but... It's a relevant, <laughs> relevant point. I mean, I, I don't know if I would... You know, it's like, I... I think you can live in a world where you have Nintendo and Wii. Yeah, right. So it's not right. an either-or proposition to me. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to say get out of your dorm room and, and come out and listen to the show or what, you know. But anyway, just a weird yeah. little thing on the on the, on the the bootleg. And then you got Ice Castles, which is also new for White Pepper. Cool little spacey jam if you hadn't heard it up till this point, which a lot of people probably hadn't. And then there's a cool quote that Gina throws in after Ice Castles where he's just like, now the shit's getting fucked up. Now the shit's getting fucked up.
it's like pretty sure the shit was fucked up before that, but he's definitely right. Golden Eel, which we know this from the Mollus, but Diener's fucking shredding it up on Golden Eel. You should play a little snippet of that. The show comes in at over two and a half hours, so this is like almost two hours into it, and they're ripping, shredding this stuff like they were at the beginning of the show. And it's also, this is kind of this like extended sort of main set finale. Yeah. Right? Because you got going from spring theme all the way down to, you know, now we're at, you know, sorry, Charlie, Laura, Ice Castles, Golden Eel, and then coming up, they tease Mononucleosis which is sick enough just teasing it. Yeah. But uh, Tender Situation and Reggae Junkie Jew, that's the main set. So you think about that, that, that's like, what, about eight songs in a row, I think, where it's like this extended finale for the main set. That's yeah. really mind-blowing, the ground that they cover and the, the variety of songs and the jams and how unusual. I mean, there's so... A whole bunch of those songs that I just mentioned, it's like they're all pretty uncommon, pretty rare tunes to hear. Absolutely. And they're Absolutely. just playing them one after the other. They're just like playing them one after the other. It's this. It's like when you're at the 4th of July fireworks, you know, and it's like the finale and they just start shooting off the fireworks left and right. Yeah. And, you, and, and you know, and it just like keeps going and going and going. And then you're like, wow, this shit's yeah. real now. Yeah, yeah, And what's yeah. crazy, what's even crazier about this is this is just the main set finale. We haven't even gotten to talking about the encore, which is um, phenomenal. So that we'll get there. But yeah, man, Golden Eel and and teasing mononucleosis. Yeah, and there again, it's like if you're not if you're not paying attention, you know, you could totally miss that because it's really just him doing one like line of it, and you know, very obscure tune you know that's deep within the pod also so you really have to be paying attention to, to pick up on that when you came into the pod you told me that something was wrong you like that yeah and then after the mono tease tender situation you know, again, another one of my like all time favorite ween songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, not very common, you know, not very common, you know, a little bit more than some of the other ones we're talking about tonight, but you know, still pretty fucking rare, you know? Yeah. Dude, um, tender situation also has a nice jam in it. It would play a little, uh, clip of that. Well, I think I can oblige. <laughs>
guitar riff is that's just a great guitar riff you know absolutely it's just phenomenal and it's yeah. just sort of repeat repeat until infinity another um, one of those sort of like beautiful older songs that never really got i mean obviously you know if you're a big ween fan you know you're going to you're going to be down with that one but never really got into like the realm of um you know popularity of some of the other ones but deserves well, te- you know deserves every bit of it yeah, Tender Situation is one of those ones that I think really feeds into like the Ween sort of legendarium, the Ween mythology, and the song's almost poetry. Yeah. The way the lyrics are laid out, and it's almost like this like, you know, stream of consciousness thing going on, which is really emblematic of, you know, there's kind of a whole series of early Ween songs that are like sort of fit in that category. You know, and so, and that's all, you know, also really rare. And then, of course the finale of the main set reggae junkie jew which is you know first off not very common mm-hmm. I, you know i think of that as one of like the big oween jams but it kind of isn't like as far as like you know as far as being you know a staple of almost every show you know i think a hundred about a hundred times it's been played all time so you know it's like only it's not nearly as common as something like voodoo lady for example Absolutely. I mean, now we had heard this once before because we saw them play it on, you know, the Fall 99 tour. The um, Trowel Falmador. Yeah, the Trowel. But still, you know. In Buffalo, no, New York. The, yeah. There, shout there's, out. Yeah, shout out to the Trowel. But there's no, there's absolutely no guarantee that, you know, you're ever going to hear it again, really. I mean, and it's uh, even after this sort of like era, you know. Dropped off the off the map for a, a long time, you know, and and was a pretty rare tune. But this is just a great rendition of it. Absolutely fucking amazing. With uh, I think Diener is doing the lead vocal, and Jeaner is on the megaphone, basically just doing like a backup. Just a fucking great jam. We should play a, a little uh, clip of that for sure. Yeah. Junkie Jew is a, a fantastic jam. Um, it's a song that that to me really comes alive at a live show, and it's kind of underwhelming on the album, if I'm being honest. Well, right. But yet, but yet, live it becomes like this otherworldly experience. I I love, I absolutely love the when you're listening to this version of it, and I don't know how to explain it exactly, other than they must have taken them doing the reggae junkie Jew, fuck you. And just kept playing that little piece over and over and then like distorting it. So it's just, it just starts 
getting to be like noise, like, and it's just, it sounds so cool. And it's like, I don't know how, you know, they did that or how that works, but it's fucking cool as hell. Maybe we could hear a little piece of that. song absolutely um, so they i believe they walk off stage for a minute and they like there's a trailer that they get to use as like a backstage area <laughs> like like a tractor trailer like trailer i'm one i wonder if did it have like a sofa in it or something <laughs> but um but i think the, I, I don't think there was ever any doubt like oh they're coming back or not um, right and this is like seems to harken back to an era when encores were really something else almost like little shows unto themselves yeah it's not just like one song this is a four song encore that includes i can't put my finger on it which they jam out uh buckingham green birthday boy which is a rare tune then they lay it all out all you know bare with poop ship destroyer right which is also a pretty pretty uncommon uh live song as well this show is full of of like jam songs spring themed reggae junkie jew poop ship destroyer that are not common absolutely um, performances but but yeah so the encore um starts with i can't put my finger on it and they do the whole intro at one point they're both sitting on the stage and they do the whole chant intro. Here's a little piece of that.
You know, at this point in the show, it's almost like you're just kind of thinking like, man, this can't get any browner, you know, like what else could they possibly do? You know, and then they do, you know, then you get, I can't put my finger on it with the full intro. And then they lay out Buckingham Green, which, which by this time has, is already becoming a state, it's already really a staple at right. this point. And, and, and what's interesting about that is actually, you know, for, to save it for the, for the uh, encore, you know, for a song that's already become a staple, you know, that, that usually it falls somewhere in the middle of the, the, uh, the main set, but there's a really hardcore uh, jam in that. You want to play me to play a little bit of that? Sure, man. And then how it just like builds up to that huge moment. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and, and, and so that what's great about that is that ends up being fantastic as part of the encore because it just like everything comes crashing down, crashing up as it were at the end of that song. Right. Like it's a huge crescendo, which um, of course is followed up then by Birthday Boy, which is like another one of those sort of old school like you know, favorite ween songs, like growing up, you know, love and birthday boy, you know, I remember like on the album, like listening to like, you know, trying to listen to the, uh, you know, like getting the phone number of the, uh, the gas station or whatever. That's like they, from the message in the background or something, you know, it's like this song, it's like, you know, to have it come, come alive, you know, yeah. on stage. It's awesome. <laughs> That's great. And if you're watching the video on, uh, on YouTube, it's kind of funny because, Diener takes off his guitar and Diener just starts off birthday boy and Diener has to put his guitar back on. So I don't know if he like thought, oh, okay, that's it. It's over. And Diener wants to keep playing. You know what I mean? Like if that's really what happened there, that's fucking awesome. Well, and you know, and that's possible because you've already had a jam camp put my finger on it. And then a huge Buckingham green laid out, you know, that would be an acceptable encore. Oh, Absolutely. You know, but then it's like, take it one step further. You rock out Birthday Boy, which is a mellow, you know, mellow, quiet tune. But yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that. And then, you know, what else can you say besides it's time for the fucking poop ship to sail? You know, definitely had never seen this before. There's a amazing quote where Gina is talking and he's just like, okay, like, this is it. You know, there's one one song left to do. And everyone knows what it is, or so, you know, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but but basically, it's just like you know what that song is called? It's called Poop Ship Destroyer. All right, and it's like what? And you know what that song is called? It's called Poop Ship Destroyer. All right. <laughs> 
Hamilton. Like, <laughs> what do you? What the fuck? Like, never would have saw that coming. Never. What is going on? And it's ridiculous too because it's Earth Day, so Geener's up there like trying to riff, and so we could play a little bit of that. But he's trying to riff about about loving the Earth and and well, I think what I think and, what and how the Earth is a is a ship. Yeah, well, I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to get um, he's trying to get them to like start his like really distorted like vocals like i want to get the the vocals like really nice and like distorted so he just starts talking as though to like okay i'm just gonna test out like the distortion and then like you just hear like the lines that he's saying when he's just like when i'm on the earth i love the earth and it just gets keeps getting like more and more like you know so let's hear a little yeah clip of that when i'm on the earth i love the earth Kirk, you know what I'm saying, man? When the earth is earthbound, then people stand on the earth. And then, then they take something from their house to another place on the earth. And put it in the, that place in the earth and they then they close the door and then they come back to the place that they started on the earth and then they climb board the poop ship destroy On the earth. They erect the building on the earth. is the the earth is the earth man when the earth is earthbound <laughs> yeah then you know it's getting down to some poop yeah ship. so they just fucking you know break out the poop ship and you know there again is like i know we hadn't seen this before and i'm not sure if i ever saw it since yeah i'd have to really go back and look at every single I, uh, set list nothing is jumping I, out in my mind that, i don't re- yeah you know, that I've seen them do that again after that. So it's like another one that's just kind of like, oh, 420 is like, you know, Voodoo Lady with Kiss, Spring Theme, you know, Reggae Junkie Jew, Poop Ship. You know, it's like, come on, man. And, dude, I mean, what else can you say? So you, you finish up with Poop Ship Destroyer. Right. And the show clocks in at over two and a half hours long. Yeah, but, I uh, mean, just a fucking amazing 
amazing show. I mean, we could probably talk about it all night. We did, since we've been sort of boasting this up for a long time, I had uh, I had sent out some stuff uh, over the last, really it was over the last like six months, and sort of getting uh, ready to do this episode and talk about this show and just saying if there's anyone out there who has any stories that they want to tell or anything that they want to say about this show, we're going to be talking about it and, you know, we want to get everyone's opinions and stuff. So we got a few things. There was a lot of people that responded to me that basically just kind of didn't have a story per se, but were just kind of like, you know, I was there, it was great, or it was amazing, and just kind of, you know, yeah, an awesome show, spring theme was amazing, you know, because that was a standout. Which is still great, like, by the way, thank you, everyone who who, uh, responded and told us about their experience. But I have a couple of things here I'm just going to, I'm just going to read. There's a dude who sent me a uh, a little story by the name of Jason, so I'm just going to kind of read his his story here. It was a magic night. I went by myself, and it took a while to find out where the show was taking place. I arrived just after Juliana Hatfield had finished up. I moved through the crowd and got close up to the stage on the Diener side. I had been tasked with writing down a set list for my friend that couldn't attend. That's awesome. <laughs> Made some new friends during the show and noticed Pat Frey was running around and taking pictures. I think it was my third or fourth time seeing Ween. It sure set the bar high for many of the Ween shows I have seen since. Which is very true, and that's one of the things we were talking about. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a high watermark. It's definitely, it, it sets the bar very high. Yeah, invariably shows after this kind of get compared to this, this show. Absolutely. There was a girl by the name of Estelle who sent me a little a little piece of writing here. No real story, drove to Rutgers, geeked out at Ween, and went home. The poop ship was epic with us see, seeing the stage sway like a ship. <laughs> um, walking up to the show was kind of surreal. Our favorite band playing in a field. It seemed a bunch of people didn't know what they were getting into. I love that. Very true. And... She sent me something. I had never seen this up until she sent me a a picture of a flyer. I don't think any of us had ever actually gotten one of these. I I had never seen this in all the year, you know, 19 years it is now. I never saw this. I'll make sure to post this on Facebook and on on Twitter and everything. So there's a cool picture of a flyer that she sent me. And I'll just kind of read off uh, what it says. The top, it says, First Annual Cook College. So it doesn't actually mention anything about Rutgers. It just first annual Cook College Earth Day Festival, April twentieth, two thousand, four p.m. on Skelly Field, and then it has the actual like Ween logo with the Bugnish. Juliana Hatfield is right underneath that, and then there's a couple of the smaller bands, which I did just sort of look each one of these names up on Wikipedia and see if they came up with anything. There was nothing for any of them, so they must have just been like local bands, but. If anybody knows any of the was in any of these bands or knows any of these bands, I'd love to hear something. Voodoo Vuba, Faux Monks, Life Goes On, and Possible Hearsay. So those were supposedly the bands that went on even before Juliana Hatfield for that festival. So just really fucking cool. I had never seen that. It's a, just a picture of the flyer. So thank you so much for sending that to me. I really made my day when she had sent me that. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. 
you know, it was a whole day of music, I guess. We just yeah. got, we just got there kind of a little bit before the ween. Yeah, part we of didn't it. even get to see Juliana Hatfield, which I guess in retrospect is kind of a bummer, but we didn't even know. I don't even think we realized it was going to be like a whole day thing, but I I I I guess in retrospect, I guess I would say not only do I wish I would have like you know, been able to see Juliana Hatfield, but also like would have done a little bit more like digging into like who she was and like knowing a little bit more about her. Um, and some of the mm-hmm. songs and stuff, but you know, it's just a different like era. You know what I mean? So, hey, hey, man, no regrets. Yeah, no regret. Okay, you're you're right. No regrets. No. <laughs> so there was another dude by the name of Pete who sent me a little story here. Four of us drove to the show and we met a little hippie girl at the gas station. She gave us directions to where the practice field was and said, "Find her at the show and we could sleep at her place." So we went and saw my most favorite show ever. Found the little hippie girl afterwards, and she took us to this rager of a party. Nothing fancy there, just fun, but then we went back to her place and passed out. I woke up the next morning as she was leaving. I asked if she wanted us to leave, and she said, No, and there's breakfast made for you guys. Just lock up if you leave before I get home. So we did just that. I wish I remembered her name. She was so nice. I've seen Ween 20 times or more, not as much as some have, but I've been disappointed, and 420 is my most favorite show. The Laura was fantastic, and I had to school some kid on Nan. He was convinced it was off the new album because he knew every Ween song but had no clue about the oneness. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the, the energy, not to mention the, the set oneness. list, was absolutely amazing. It was outdoors, free, cram-packed, but open at the same time. And the boys were on point that night. First 420 of the new millennium. That's all I know to say. If you weren't there, Boognish Monster, Ween Channel, has the entire show on audio, and I believe video also. Happy Ween. So, that was well put. Well put. Absolutely. Because uh, it, it it was, like, packed, but yet open. You know, I, I don't remember how exactly how many people were there, but it felt like there was a lot of people, and we were kind of packed in because it was chilly, but but something about it, it didn't feel, like, crowded. So that's that's a really really spot on um, comment. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and another person saying, you know, just how um, sort of the high watermark that this show represents. Absolutely. So I got a little message from Fred Moore. If you don't know Fred, he's one of the guys that we probably all need to thank at some point or another because he's one of like the serious tapers. Especially at this time, I know that you would see him at the majority of the shows taping. So, like, the MP3s that I have, like, the bootleg that I have the CDs of was probably his tape. You know, so he's one of these guys, you know, thank you, Fred, for, you know, not just taping this show, but but, but taping, you know, throughout the years. And, you know, it's definitely a thankless sort of chore. You know, we've mentioned that in some of our other podcasts. So Fred's one of the guys that everyone should say thank you to. So he was there and he sent me a little uh, a little letter here. Uh, I remember when this show was announced. It was a free show and we were all really psyched. It was a beautiful spring night. The scene was awesome, the sound was huge, and the band was on fire. I remember they played Reggae Junkie Jew that just left us all with our jaws on the floor. I took several of my friends to the show and for a lot of them it was their first Ween show. They were all blown away and are still fans today. Truly the good old days. Yet it seems like yesterday, and my recording still sounds fantastic. Which 
absolutely. The bootlegs of this show are fucking incredible for being an outdoor yeah, dude, show. Another well put, another well put uh, letter. Yeah, man. So uh, the the bootlegs that are that are floating around out there of this show, you know, we probably have Fred to thank for. Well, we definitely have him to thank for one of them. I'm not sure if it's, you know, like I said, the one that I have or what. But so thank you so much, Fred. Here's a little quick little snippet from a dude that sent me a message by the name of Jim. Um, he says, I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I got lost on the Rutgers campus looking for this show and ended up at the field house where there was a cheerleading competition and I missed the whole show. <laughs> bummer. Bummer, yeah, man. Bu- Sorry. Bummer, dude. But I could see how that would happen. I could see how that would happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. And so one last thing. We have not mentioned this on our podcast before, but shout out, shout out, shout out to Godween Evan. I've messaged back and forth with Will from Godween Evan a bunch of times. He's always been super nice, and they gave us a shout out um, on the one episode of their podcast. So thank you so much. And he was actually at this show as well. So let me read a little, a little bit of writing that he sent me, and then we'll sort of wrap it up and talk about our you know, final thoughts. So Will writes, Will from the Godween Evan podcast here. And I was actually at the 420 Rucker show and I don't really remember any of it. I I remember driving there from Long Island in my Saturn and I had the Ladke sisters with me. They were both on the fence about liking Ween, but wouldn't turn down a free show. One sister was a year older than me and the other a year younger than me. And I was secretly in love with both of them. I remember being stressed because I was 20 or so and driving through Manhattan to get there and using paper map quest directions. Then I had to impress these sisters and get them to like Ween. I recently reached out to the Ladke sisters to see what they remember, and Ruthie said she remembered the fake leg I used to keep in my car. Lisa ignored my messages, so that's all from Will from God Ween Evan. Sorry I don't remember much more. Thank God it's on YouTube, and the re-experience is freaking impressive. Hella show. Thanks, guys. So thank you so much, Will. Some good memories. And that that reminds me of how, like, it's not just the show that is cool. It becomes an entire experience. Yeah, man. How everyone has a different, how everyone has a different story to tell. I know, you know. I love it. And so that's cool. So, yeah. So that's that was the 420 show. I feel like it's just a perfect confluence of a lot of different things. They obviously put a lot of thought into that set list and really made sure that it stood out. It's a particular time in the history of Ween where the, um, the five piece band is really like humming on all cylinders and they're about to put out a new album that they've been really working on and honing their craft together, you know? And so all that's coming together. It's earth day, you know, April 20th and it's a positive atmosphere. It's a free show. I mean, dude, if I'm being real at that stage of my life, if that if this wasn't a free show, I probably am not going. Like I'm lucky, I'm lucky. I convinced people to go. Really, I mean, go halfway across the state and into New Jersey to go to a Ween show, you know. But it was free, man, and yeah. outdoors too. How can you How can you do better than that? It's like everything that a man could desire. It's almost you know? like it's almost like here's Ween. As you might imagine them to be sort of like flipping the script. You know what I mean? Like 
okay, well, it's a free show. They'll probably only play for like 45 minutes or whatever. You know, they won't, it won't be like a full length show or, you know, they'll just, you know, phone it in or whatever. You might think that about most bands. And there was probably a lot of bands who that's what they would do. They would do the absolute minimum. Okay. Well, you know, they haven't paid anything. I'm sure they, I'm sure we still got paid, but you know, like as a fan or just someone who's just going to that show, well, it's free. You know, you don't really expect a whole lot. You know, that kind of thing. You know, what your expectations... Yeah, the show could have been half the length and that would have been a success. Right, exactly. It's like they, they wouldn't have had to have played, you know, not nearly as long as they did. But it's sort of like the opposite of like what your expectations might have been. And it's a fucking long show where the set list is everywhere. Some tunes that would remain rare even up until now. We're talking about this 19 years later. You know what I mean? And just a you know like you're saying it's a culmination of 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 everything it was free so you had no excuse not to be there you know it was outdoors you know everyone had plenty of room you know i love how the one dude wrote you know it was cram packed and yet open it's like it's so true it's so true you know everyone had plenty of space because it was just out in the middle of the field but yet you know hey we're all together and we all are fucking digging it and having a good time so we're all going to you know huddle together and yeah yeah man I don't really have much memory about how we got home. I wasn't driving, so I know uh, my uh, my buddy Jesse was the one driving, and he just remembers just, like, booking out of there and going, like, 100 miles an hour the whole way home. I kind of remember that a little bit, too. I kind of remember that. And just kind of, like, him stopping at just, like a, like, a couple of random, not, like, gas stations or anything, but just, like, a couple of, like, places where you could, like, pull off to the side of the highway, like, safely. And just like, all right, get out, take a piss. Okay, get back in. You know, like, <laughs> um, I wish I knew, you know, who, like, had to, like, do something the next day and who didn't. Because he must have, or he must have, you know, had to, thought that he had to get back, you know, in a decent amount of time. Because I do sort of remember that. Him just, like, you know, flooring it and being like, oh, shit. Like, he's not fucking around, you know? <laughs> like, I hope we don't get pulled No, and, and I don't remember how long it takes, but including getting off the highway to drop you off. It's got to be four to five hours from Rutgers to State College. Right, right. Four, right. Hour, four hours maybe, yeah, something you, like that. I, you guys made a you guys made a nice long trek. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, dude. Well, we, we were men on a mission, and we had to go, and we made it happen. So, yeah, dude, this is a show, again, it's one that, you know, like, if I'm not sure, if I'm not going to pick a specific album to play, then I usually play this show. Yeah, it's Because definitely... it just has a little bit of everything. It could definitely be a go-to show. Check it out on YouTube. There's, um, you know, there's some great renditions of it on, uh, on YouTube. Great sound, you know, great video. Check it out. So, yeah, I mean, we could, you know, we could probably talk about it all, all night. But we're going to kind of wrap it up. Hit us up if you were at this show or anything. Anything you want to say. And, you know. Um, so, if you got something else to say, you know, just chime in. We always love to hear yeah. your um, feedback and comments. Yeah, absolutely. You know, other, you know, other people's a... experiences, you know, because we're all just people on this earth. You know, the earth is the earth. Yeah. When the earth is earthbound, you know. <laughs> on this systematic overdrive. <laughs> Thank you so much, anybody who's listening to this. All right, so... Unless Rory have something else? 
I do not, man. Uh, peace be with everyone, and um, until next time. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Peace. We out.